uh, what level of quarantine brain are you? Like, what what do your groceries Negative. look like? Oh, my, my groceries? Yeah, are you starting to get like I, I've become like really recursive in my <sighs> treats. Yeah, I mean, this is I'm, I'm like on a very anti-treat um, kind of thing right now. We're trying not to keep treats in the house, but so I do sneaky treats. Okay, tell me about them. So just like. 87% chocolate chocolate bars and I just like nibble on them like a little bad boy um that's a good one we um accidentally ordered uh vegan ice cream tonight thinking it was normal ice cream from who um, from the grocery store I mean, it's, which it's a nightmare cream? oh Van Leeuwen yeah the, the, the Van Leeuwen vegan ice cream is actually really good well we ordered real ice cream and they called up and they were like hey we don't have cookies and cream do you want cookie dough and we we're like okay and then they sent a vegan cookie dough and That's not it's, bad. It's coconut based, and my wife hates coconut, so I get to eat the whole pint. So this is exciting for me. <laughs> yeah, you, this worked out well. Uh, no, I'm my quarantine brain is fucked up. It's this is what I want to talk about today. This might just be like a fuck you episode. Okay, my, yeah, it's my brain is bridges. my brain is broken. It's let's done. go. I've got nothing left to live for. Wow, let's have some wine, huh? <laughs> um. I just got uh, so I just Woo. went. Gro- you and I just went grocery shopping. Yeah, I don't go grocery shopping anymore. I'm full quarantine. I'm having Ooh. it delivered. We go to a Turkish grocery store near my house, and mm-hmm. we buy. I am doing a high pour, just so everyone knows. Uh, we got um, a pound of dates. Mm-hmm. These Saudi Arabian cookies that I love, called mm-hmm. tea shop cookies. I, I love them already. Are they buttery? They're like they're they're mammals, so they're like they're they're date filled cookies. Wait, like um, they're mammals. They're not marsupials. <laughs> <laughs> they have nipples, Greg. Can you milk them? <laughs> <laughs> um, the mammals and the pobbles. Uh-huh. Um, and then what else do we get? We got uh, I got I I uh, I think I'm having my period. Mm-hmm. I um I I I binge purchased uh some some honeycomb. Mm. And then a thing of walnuts and two chocolate bars. So I just I spent thirty five dollars on treats. Yeah. No, that's easy to do. But that's what I mean. Like that's the kind of treat level I'm at. Is like my treats are like I buy like fancy cashews or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or I buy that's a like, good treat. Yeah, it's like oh these are rich. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> these are these are rich people treats. <laughs> Because um, I can't just be like sitting here eating fucking Ben and Jerry's every day. Oh my god, wouldn't that be cool? It'd be cool though. If I knew when quarantine was going to end, mm-hmm. I would let myself go a little bit. I would take yeah. like a month just to be like a chompy boy. Yeah, but like you know that when quarantine's over, no one's wearing a shirt. Yeah, you gotta look cut. <laughs> we gotta be, we're gonna be in ketosis the whole time. <laughs> That's why we're drinking this carb-free fucking wine. Oh, fuck yeah. Put it in my body. God damn. Discourages. I, um, yeah, I had, like, a a shitty day yesterday, or a long, tiring day. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know when, like... I don't know. Maybe this is only something that you will understand, but I opened like a bottle of wine that I've been kind of saving. It was the the Vetter Spotberg Rosé. I was like, was it Fuck good? It. Did you love it? 
It was great, but I drank it in maybe 13 seconds. Yes, I know that whole bottle, and I threw it in the recycling bin at your child. (laughs) (laughs) But I woke up today and I was like groggy. I go to get some coffee. I look in the recycling bin and it's like sitting there perfectly staring at me, like how? Like I just fucked you and threw you aside like nothing. Like I wanted to try something beautiful. It was so upset at me. And I was like. Look, you knew what this was when when you signed up for it. I, I'm sorry. Um, I I got drunk with friend of the pod Gabe yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, we have to bleep his name because he doesn't. Is Gabe the new me? Like you get drunk with him a lot, and I'm a little upset about it. We're I guess we're in the same bubble. We're in the same lonely boys bubble. Mm-hmm. So we just we we get drunk. Yeah. Um, we don't have a podcast. I'm we sorry haven't talked I about you, it. I guess it's like whatever. I mean, Gabe would be a good replacement for me if and when the time comes. I'm I don't saying. Wanna... I, this is really bad, man. Don't do this. This is like me. when, like, we have a marriage and it's like not going well, and I'm I'm giving you permission permission to fuck like the person you work with. Like, yeah. it's okay as long as it's that one person. You're like, hey, I think Deborah will take care of you. Yeah, you can why, fuck don't, Gabe. why don't you guys go on that business trip to Omaha? <laughs> I understand. Like, the, you have needs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so, Gabe and I, um, <laughs> we drank three bottles of wine yesterday, yeah. and like, they were wines. I- I was saving, but mm-hmm. like, what am I saving them for? No one knows. It's really weird. Yeah. But um, that I did... is sort of what's nice about the wine we're drinking today. Not to jump the shark. I mean, no. jump ahead. Of the little... Jump the shark. Fuck it, dog. We're jumping squids over here. Um, but yeah, sometimes you just need wine that fucking you can turn your brain off and chug. Yeah, let's chug these. Let me... Hey, I hope these things are thanging. Mm-hmm. I've already um, had some of both, and they both rule. That's so. that's great. The two yeah. phrases that are stuck in my head today are yeah. them thangs thangin', yeah. one, yeah. and two, just doing hot girl shit. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I think I could probably say both of those this episode, and the spirits in the back of my brain will stop bothering me to say these things. That's cool. So hopefully I'll get those. I was thinking about this joke earlier. I've been listening to, like, aughts. Album, like albums from the aughts that I used to love and trying to decide whether or not they're good anymore. Was it this dismemberment plant? No, that's 1996. Yeah, those are nine, that's 90s. Um, I'll forgive you for that. But I was listening to... I was thinking about this joke. Go I on. want to ruin the punchline by saying who I was listening to. But I didn't really kind of finish the joke, but the idea is like, if you say Sufjan Stevens' name three times in a mirror, he appears, but no one knows how to pronounce his name, so it never happens. That's a really good joke. It's a good joke, right? Yeah. Anyway, I was listening to Illinois, and it's pretty good. Come on, feel the Illinois. Yeah. Girls, rock <laughs> your boys. Um, so I just want to say, this episode wasn't supposed to happen. Uh-huh. Um, the USPS fucked us in our ASS. Um, Postal Service, another good aughts band. Unfairly maligned. Because that one song is so good, they assume everything else isn't good. Yeah, no, the whole album rips. And the thing oh, is, so that I... song is so good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Even the bad wanna... songs are good. I just want to go show uh, the District Sleeps tonight. <sighs> oh, God, that's like crying music. They that's will see perfect. us from such great district come down yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> the one that's about like um, the end of the world and like we will become silhouettes, that one's fucking great. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's Whatever good. happened to them? Uh, Donald Trump defunded them. Is, they are they the same as Phantom Planet? No, very are different. They, are one of them a breakaway of the other? 
No, it's Death Cab for Cutie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Important to know. Thank you. Yeah, um, so the, we were supposed to do an episode with uh, Sarah and Yurka, which is going to yeah. be coming out, I guess, next week. Yeah. Um, uh, about something. And this week we're doing a little self-care. We're doing a... Uh, we're doing a chocolatey episode. We completely forgot that we already did a chocolatey episode. <laughs> and I just listened to that episode and it's really good. It's we are we well, are a lot less tired in that we're, episode. We're signing homework here. The homework here this week is go listen to the chocolatey episode. Our friend Alaya is on it. She's mm-hmm. incredible. She like lives in Spain now and makes wine. She's cool. Um listen to that and then come back to here. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll give him a second. Yeah. And we're back. Oh, hey. sorry. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. I was just, I was just whistling. Do you want to do it again? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Discorgeous. It's a podcast about wine. Now we're doing the commentary track for our episode, Basque to the Future. That would have been a really good idea if we played it and we just did that. That would be cool. But we just—I was like laughing at it. Oh, I was like, we sound so all right, so locked in and happy. Do you think we've gotten better at this or worse at this? What do you think? I think we peaked a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I think. (laughs) I think maybe the first thirty episodes were like. We were getting our footing, and then uh-huh. I think there's a good chunk of 30 episodes in there. We invented the summer of Beaujolais. Mm. We we just had fun. We had exciting new guests. We broke new ground. And then, I don't know, maybe we got a little stale. I can't tell if this is like a serious conversation. You tell me you want me to run away with Gabe. You tell me that we <laughs> peaked. What's happening here, man? Uh, no, this is we're good. It's just, it's it's obviously so fucking hard to do this during a quarantine because of the nature of like, if our podcast was just, like, two guys talk about history, like, it doesn't fucking matter. We can read Wikipedia. <laughs> but we're supposed to drink wine while we do it, and so, like, the logistics have been a fucking nightmare. It, it, it is weird to listen to pre-pandemic episodes and hear how warm they are. Yeah. And also, like, the, the, the camaraderie. C- camaraderie? Yeah. Camaraderie. The comedy? <laughs> the camaraderie of us, like, hanging the Kama out. Sutra. The Kama yeah. Sutra of us chilling and, like, having a good time. Mm-hmm. It feels very, very weird. I, I, I miss it so yeah. desperately. But look, um, you know, this is probably the worst thing to happen in 2020. The podcast. Uh, the podcast being destroyed by 2020 is, is the worst thing that's happened. And we're still here. We're still standing. We're trying. We're trying. They're trying to do a 9-11 every day to us, and we're saying, <laughs> no way. Saying, it is pretty funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, like, um, so this episode is about chocolatey, kind of, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to, I think we should use this as like a, maybe like a clearinghouse for yeah. the next, for the, this season. We yeah. didn't really introduce it in the Rioja episode. Right. Um, my opinions on chocolatey, like I literally listened to this episode today and all of my notes I took today were, I referenced two years ago. Yeah. So like, I didn't remember recording that episode full stop. <laughs> but my brain's in roughly the same condition. Like, yeah. <laughs> I even had similar jokes written down. So uh-huh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I think like 
this is proof of concept of that episode's thesis, right? Mm-hmm. Like, chocolate is always there for you if you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's obviously like in some ways a a, a child of of the process of making mm-hmm. chocolate, and it's there are parts of it that are uniform, and there are things about it that aren't uniform, obviously, but like it's reliable and it's fucking delicious and it's like it's something you can turn to when your brain doesn't want to think about something mm-hmm. and that's sort of where we are right now well, one Personally. thing we brought we i think we brought up in our last in the last episode about chocolate that's so funny yeah. is we you and i were both sure that people were going to start making like more grown up chocolates mm. and we were going to start seeing those in the market and funny that's the only prediction we've ever made that's not true yeah that's true. We predict the death, uh, predicted the death of Jeffrey Epstein mm-hmm. by someone else's hands. Yeah. Um, Hillary Rodham Hussein <laughs> Clinton. <laughs> yeah, no, I think like that's like very ideal. This is what I mean. That that was like those are the golden the golden days of this podcast where we were like idealistic and um sort of like uh doe-eyed and dewy-cheeked. We we were we hotter then? That's the real yeah. question. We were, yeah, you know, we're not our hottest right now. We were like the hot young things on the block. You know what I mean? Like those were things these were thangin'. young upstarts. Yeah, we were thangin'. Yeah, now there's other there's other rude wine podcasts who deal with like uh, in the drink with Levi Dalton. Yeah, and um, I'm Joe Campanelli. Let me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good joke. Thank you. No, I think that was stupid of us to say. That was dumb. <laughs> Why would you try to make serious chocolate? I mean, look, we, uh, we were obsessed with this idea, though. It's so stupid. Like, this is a perfect product, and I don't. It, I'm not ashamed of that anymore. I think there was a. T- I think we had to. We felt like we had to be this natural wine flag waving fucking podcast. We had to make these assertions. We had to be like, well, this is good for what it is, but it's not real wine. But like, fuck you. This is real wine too. It's real wine. Yeah. Um, like there is something to be said, I think, and this is not a new idea. This is what we explored, but like wine that does its job, mm-hmm. like when wine just does its job, it is priced at $45. Mm-hmm. That becomes a problem. Yeah. These wines are cheap. They're super fun. We both um, the wine our... we're drinking got oh, 91 say... points yeah, on, it's from Wine good. Advocate. Who cares about points? But yes, like. This is platonic ideal chocolate that we're having. It's fucking delicious, by the way. I'm so into it. Yeah. Do you want um, to say its name? Uh, Gainsa. Did I say it right? It's Gaines, Gainesville, Gainesville, Florida. Yeah. It's, um, this is Go Chris Gators. Gaines. <laughs> Gainsha. I don't uh, know. Gainsha. Yeah. I mean, mm. no, because it's not an X. It's a Z. I don't know. Okay. Gainsha. Gainsa. Chocolina 2019. Great. And we did learn how to say this grape in the last time. And Andurabi I Zuri. Yeah, but it's, it was not said that way. Out of oh, podcast. yeah. I forgot how to say it. Yep, but I know well, how to say gross men saying. How do you say gross men saying? About 10 or 20 yards away. Ooh, that's very good, Kevin. <laughs> we're having one of those episodes, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're thanging. If you like this, you will love the Patreon episodes where we struggle to do sentences because we're not drinking. Um, it's patreon.com backslash or regular slash discorgeous. Mm-hmm. Um, this wine is unbelievably refreshing. Uh, it is, yeah. It's funny to me that this was reviewed by Wine Advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I give a shit, but it, I mean, 
it's a very strange. I think they could have they could have uh, they could have reviewed any fucking wine in the region. Like, if they're imported to the U.S., they're probably pretty fucking good. If someone tells you they have a favorite chocolate for twenty two dollars, they've had one chocolate for twenty two dollars. Yeah, I mean, like we had we each got our own bottle of each wine today, and mm-hmm. so it's four bottles of wine that cost us about as much as one bottle of wine costs us for the episode sometimes like it wasn't that expensive to get these wines which is how it should be Mm -hmm. i think um i mean the second one we have is like the kind of like the wine everyone thinks of in this region and it's like maybe 25 dollars instead of 20 i actually only see it in mags (laughs) (laughs) it is a max um yeah this is fucking good i mean i think there's like you know, there's obviously this is. I'm not trying to be an asshole. Like there are differences between these wines. This has, of course, ten percent Grossman Sang in it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not typical. It's usually just a Hunderibi, whatever. We're not saying it right. Mm-hmm. Um, but here, there's some Grossman Sang and some Hunderibi Bertza as well. Is that how you say it? Yes. Yes, Beltza. Um, so, you know, there's there's differences, but like both of these wines we're gonna have today are from the same part of chocolate there's three and basic parts but this is from the, the big everyone, part yeah this is the one that everyone thinks about it's where the wines are bottled with some trap co2 it's where you're kind of going for salinity you're right near san sebastian it's like surf town usa slash spain mm-hmm. um it's what you fucking think of when you think of chocolate is this region i'm thinking about razor clams mm-hmm. and i'm thinking of a dark-eyed beauty who like is is going to break my heart so i write a, a good novel and yeah. then they're going to find me dead in my hotel room uh-huh. with, like, 13 bottles of this on the floor. Yeah. It sounds very nice. But this is also one that you could drink after, like, an e-girl is mean to you on the That's internet. never happened to me. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that was, that's a little too that, – that's too sharp, man. <laughs> Stop reading my diary. <sighs> oh, shit. Um, um, did you do the high pour? No. I will. I remember that was like a requirement for that stupid cider job we had. Yeah. I used to high pour in my bathtub all the time to practice. Right. I did it. It's very easy. It's the easiest thing in the world. Yeah, you it's just, it's a lot of it's all it's all flash no sizzle. Wait, was it all sizzle no steak? Yeah, it's all sizzle no steak. I mean the steak is the wine. Yeah, the wine's fucking good. It doesn't I mean the thing is that like the high pour what it does to cider Chocolate kind of mm. puts in the bottle already for you. Yes. They add they 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 ferment it in the capped. Yeah, it's it's slightly effervescent. They mm-hmm. ferment it in a capped sealed stainless steel barrel so that the CO2 can't escape so it sort of self-carbonates. It's just sort of like a Charmat method but not. But that's to replicate the feeling of a high pour with a Asturian cider. So I don't know. Like you can still do it. It's fun. But like it's about it's about like the game you know what i mean it's yeah, it's, it, it's 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 like so much in wine it's about the optics and not about what's actually important which is like how good the wine is yeah well the high pour was also invented um it was invented to activate some of the volatile acidity in the cider but it's also designed to give fucking waiters in asturias something to do yeah like it was very much like when all the mining closed and people had to move to a service economy they started doing way more like butch fucking cool things it's like in the bar you know how like there's that like steakhouse thing like you go to a steakhouse and the waiter like 
has the white shirt and the black pants and the white apron and he's like the thing is that he's like mean yeah he's gruff and he like throws the food on the thing and you're like Mm -hmm. hell yeah this is gonna be a good steak that's just the american version of the same fucking thing like that guy grew up working in a fucking coal mine and now he has to serve you steaks now he's at dick's last resort (laughs) yeah and it's like you know that's cool like i get it like i i like aesthetic you know accoutrement as much as anyone else but like you know, understand what it is. Like, this wine is good because it's got fucking salinity, it's got bubbles, it's mm-hmm. fresh, it's tart, it's fucking delicious, and you do not have to use your brain, which oh, I can't no. do. I cannot use my brain anymore. I'm I'm so fucking exhausted, too. This is revelatory. <laughs> doing research today, I'm yeah. so happy that you pointed out that we already did this episode. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, doing research sucked. Mm-hmm. Um. I did find some cool stuff. Maybe we, when we get the second bottle, we can talk a little bit about um, Spanish history, which yeah. has been flooring me. Which I think is what's interesting. Like, I think this, if nothing else, can provide a backdrop for us to return to Spain after this episode. Because this is not Spain. No. This is a break from Spain. We did one episode of Spain. We're doing a Basque break. Mm-hmm. And then we're a Basque go back. room break. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and we're going to go back to Spain, but this will provide, I think, some of the context of why Spain is the way it is, because it's mm-hmm. it's not so dissimilar from Italy and Germany. There's a lot of forces interacting, but it's it's almost messier in some ways, um, and still exists in a way that, like, Italy, Italy exists in more of, like, a passive-aggressive way, mm-hmm. and in Spain, it's... Well, there are literal riots in Barcelona and stuff. Like this is like real history happening now in Spain, so it's 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 different. It, it's it's weird. Um, the the episode um, that we did about this, which I'm gonna keep referring to, you guys have to listen to. It. It's actually good. Um, it's I maybe one of it's probably the one we peaked. Um, mm-hmm. I think so too. It, it is it it's us kind of wrestling with something that we've kind of come um that we found much more easily, which is hey, wine has politics. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to kind of see us like germinating that idea um, and talking a lot, like very baby step about the thing that we've said for the last three seasons, which is French colonialism is alive and well in wine. Mm-hmm. And everyone's, it's this weird cultural imperialism that's changed, that, that everyone's bending to Burgundy's will. Yeah. And but then um, on top of that, like you talk about Spanish colonialism ooh. and in Spanish wine. Like, there's the colonialism in the wine world that France does to everyone else, but there's also... I mean, you're, you can't talk about Spain and not talk about colonialism, whether mm-hmm. it is within the, the country or without the country. Do you know what the literal clinical definition of fascism is? Oh, I, I'm sure you're going to tell me. It's when the colonial state um, uh, turns upon itself. Ah. Yeah. So it's sort of like the snake eating the snake. The snake eating the snake. That's that thing we all say. Mm-hmm. It's it's that metaphor when you you know when the snake has the snake you know when it's like a dog eat dog out mm. there, but it's a snake. Um, yeah, it's like, sort of like they, what's happening in America. <clears throat> Bitch, I don't want to talk about America. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. I don't. I, we've kept it together for the last couple months. Yeah, I'm. Li- I have lost my. Every day I wake up, I'm like, what am I going to be mad about today? Yeah. And there's never, there's never like a, there's never shortage. Uh-uh. That's the problem. Yes. I mean, obviously it's the problem, but it's also, 
um, the fuses in my brain are starting to just blow. Yes. I'm mad all the time. And even the things I'm supposed to not be mad at, I'm mad at. I yelled at an ex-student of mine yesterday. Wow. Um, I, I was posting about the Western Sahara. Uh-huh. Which, hey, if you're listening to this, yeah, you should pay attention to the Western Sahara. The Western Sahara is extremely analogous to Israel and Palestine. Um, it is a really long-running human rights violation that Morocco is doing with um, European powers, and specifically the U.S. right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're buying jets from us and drones, which they will use to kill people. Yeah. Um, they've done a ton of cultural imperialism, and they've done like light population. They haven't put people on trains to move them. But they've prevented people from coming home from refugee camps and sent ethnic Moroccans down to the Western Sahara. So they are bad. And I was I was posting about um, how fucked up Morocco is. And a student of mine, um, one of my favorite students, actually, mm. um, from like 10 years ago, like, was like, I want to see some proof. So I just said, read my fucking dissertation. <laughs> and I sent it to her. Damn, I wish Which I could I feel, say that. I feel really bad about, but it's just like, you know, anyone who pays attention to the fucking world knows that the Western Sahara is really fucked up. Um, and I don't know. I, I, I guess something that I'm trying to cultivate for 2021 is I'm going to stop being nice mm-hmm. about Start people's feelings when they're feeling something about something that's bad. Yeah. Like, you know how you put kid gloves on sometimes when you're like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know if they know about this. I don't want to be mean. Yeah. And it's just like, no, go fuck yourself. Like, yeah. you're doing a fucking genocide in the Western Sahara. Or like, go fuck yourself. Like, uh, you know, the the, the, the play of the Palestinian people is a really big deal. I'm, yeah. I'm so sorry that offends you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's really good. I mean, are we doing, like, New Year's resolutions here? Let's fucking yes. do it. I mean, that's that's a good resolution. Like, stop being nice, get mean, get mm-hmm. real. I think that's I think that's right. Like anyone if you if you talk like a boomer and you act like a boomer and you think mm-hmm. like a boomer, I'm gonna fucking treat you like a boomer. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be nice just because you're from North Africa. Like your genocide you don't get fucking points because your genocide is, is from is from like plucky ex colony. Yeah. Yeah. No no doubt. I mean it's it's <laughs> also an underrated um nineties band. Nah, honestly though, Gwen Stefani's new song that she premiered on The Voice is not good. No, of um, course not. She hasn't been good for a long time since since she did the um, insanely racist thing. Oh yeah, but she's look. I, I'm I've become a guy who watches The Voice. I don't know if you know this about me. I don't know this about you. Um, we haven't talked about this one yet. Look, it's been a long quarantine. I'm a dad now. There's like mm-hmm. things that I have to do just to fit in. And uh, one of them is like I now know like who Blake Shelton is. And who why. is Blake Shelton? He's a funny old, maybe racist country guy. Is who, he funny or funny? He's funny. He's funny the way your uncle is funny, where you're always worried. He just like toes a line. You're like, what are you saying to Usher right now? Be careful. <laughs> Be careful. And then you're like, ah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Usher's like. Nah, he's good. He's good. And you're like, okay, Usher says you're good. Then I'm okay. I'm all like right. He, he does some oopsie doopsie racism, maybe. No, he'll just like pretend he doesn't know who Aretha Franklin is or something. Like it's just like it's like That's very silly. Yeah, it's like it's it's fine. Um, but it's uh, it's a problem. I watch it. It's Holy a shit! The rose is killer. <laughs> yeah, it's the best. 
It's the best Chocolatey Rosé there is. Um, yeah, this grape is um, considered to be a distant relative of Cab Franc. That's true. That's why I like it so much. And it fucking tastes like one, but it's good. Holy shit. Um, I guess you, you want to introduce it? Yes, this is the um, Amistoy Rubentis, which I used to sell until Ryan Looper stole Dave Maison away from me. Damn. I'm, now that he's not here, I'm telling the truth. Um, no, Dave Maison sells it now. I mean, they did then, but we used to sell it. Anyway, long story short, these guys sort of like introduced the concept of um, chocolatey rosé. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hondurabi fuck. Hondurabi, what's the red grape called? Hondurabi fuck. Um, basically, hardly existed anymore. Mm-hmm. They still had some. And they they do do 100% red as well. But this is a, a co-ferment, a fuel blend co-ferment, sort of like a claret kind of idea. Mm-hmm. That they did and like blew up with. And since they introduced it, it's like everyone now has to have a chocolatey rose to kind of compete with it in the market. But this one whips. Yeah, oh, this is so fun. Yeah. Um, I think that one thing, if I may take my gloves off, we're doing this weird episode. One thing I've learned from being a wine critic for two more years than the last time we talked about um, chocolatey. Yeah. Is that I no longer feel the need to be cool at all. Yeah. Like, this is fun. It's good. I don't give a shit. Like, if it was $45 and people were telling me I couldn't get it, except for, like, a couple months a year, and I had to, like, speak to a weird rep and buy, like, you know, five cases, something else I didn't want to get it. Yeah. I'd be really mad. It but is it's the, good. The is the red. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's good wine. It's fun. It's zippy. And it doesn't overstay its fucking welcome. I'm not going to keep it in my fucking Yurikov. No, you just. But you can buy five bottles of it and have it in your fridge. You know what I mean? Oh my god, like that would be so summer. fun. Ugh. Um, yeah, I'm 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 actually kind of into this, which is fun. Um, I want to talk about Spanish history a little bit. Okay. Because I don't think we're ever going to find a time to do this. Yeah. But like, I think I mentioned this last time. How many fuck like. The Spanish history of the Middle Ages is insane. Like, yeah. I, like I knew that it was run by the Umayyad Empire, and it was controlled by there's like there's a cal, a caliphate in um, Cordoba. But like, I didn't get how fucking Games of Throny it was. Yeah. It's so cool. I think that the, like Europe has done a good job of convincing. Maybe it's just in America. Like, like our American teachers have convinced us that European history is essentially just different kinds of Christians fighting each other. Yep. And then, like, going to fight the Muslims on the Muslims' mm-hmm. turf. Like, there's, vi- there's like, 0% of history that I was taught in up to high school about the Muslim presence in Europe historically. It's not no. fucking talked about, and that is not an accident. It's also insane that you people, like, 1492... Was not only the year that Columbus did his expedition, mm-hmm. it was also the year the fucking Muslims were kicked out of Granada, mm-hmm. and those two things are fucking related. Yeah, like the reason, like, um, there's this really great book called The Conquest of America by Tvetsvan Todorov, which I'm sure I've talked about this podcast before. Um, but like, the reason why the Spanish were able to just so effectively do genocide in the New World was because they had just fucking invented it in the Old World. Mm. Like, Spain was extremely able to do this because they had just started seeing populations as numbers yeah like the technology of being like indiscriminate killing of civilians 
is not something that's easy. And like people were not able to do it beforehand. Think about how good we are at it now. <laughs> we're so good at it. We literally, I know you don't want to talk about America. We are literally doing a 9-11 every day. Simply because our president, not just our president, everyone in the government, does not give a fuck about people who are not billionaires. It's cool. It's fucking cool when you think about it. They have yeah. removed all emotion from their bodies and become just tusks. They're just money-seeking items. Yeah. They are Roombas for pain and destruction. Oh, I love that, Kevin. <laughs> they just zoom around, suck up money, spit out fucking drones. Charge their phone and lie. <laughs> <laughs> All politicians do, zoom, suck up money, eat hot chips, be bisexual, charge their phone, and lie. It's true. It's show me it's the true. lie. But this is, yeah, I don't know. It's like the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Mm-hmm. But like um, in, in Spain, like in the Middle Ages, there was an insane amount of like, of Muslim and Christians getting along to kill other Muslims or Christians. Right. And of like all these kingdoms, like uh, making alliances, it's like it's so interesting. Um, and so the the cool salient facts is that when the when the Umayyads came to the Basque country in the ninth century, mm-hmm. they did identify the Basques as pagan wizards, and did not consider them to be people of the book because they were such fucking crazy polytheists. Yeah. Um. So the Basques were probably just Christianized. Just in response to um, they were again they, they they became part of the Christian Empire as a result of the Muslim conquest. But at that time, they were thought to be wizards, which is very cool. That's sick. Can I yeah. talk about my video game a little bit? Yeah, please. I've been waiting because I'm I'm playing Valhalla and I'm a Viking. I'm in England, and it's so cool because it's the same. I guess the same time period, like nine hundreds or sure. so. Mm-hmm. It's all the same at that point. But, you know, I'm a Thane or a Dane or whatever. Of course, I yeah. Am. And, uh, I mean, I'm a Norwegian, but I'm also a Dane. And we're in England, and we're basically dealing with the Saxons, who are Christian. Mm-hmm. And But there are some that, like, fucking hate us because we're pagans. And then there's others that, like, hey, actually, like, the Danes and the Saxons can coexist. You guys are wild with all your crazy gods. But, like, maybe it's best if you help us to get a king who is Christian on the throne because that king is friendly to the polytheists. Mm-hmm. It's fucking mind-blowing and amazing, and I love it. Um, you, do you want to know a really fun thing? Yeah. Um, there's a ton of Viking um, clothing mm-hmm. that has the Shahida on it, the, the proclamation of, of Muslim faith, uh-huh. um, because they were raiding a lot of Arab um, countries as well. Yep. yep. And like, they just kind of adopted it as like, a good luck charm. Yeah. So there's like a ton of Arabic stuff written on like um like ninth and tenth century Viking things. Isn't that sort of like um like Coachella girls who get like tattoos and they don't know what it says? Exactly. Yeah. It's exactly that. It's so <laughs> fucking cool. It's so funny. And yeah. like the myth of a non-connected world yes. is like I mean, I know we're talking about a stupid fucking video game but and they the phrase pagan wizard. Because like the, the the assassins who come in because the my Vikings aren't part of the assassins <laughs> and you. they come from like from the the mid east and they come in Syria into, and then and they and then they go to England and then we're gonna end up in America eventually I know that because there was like a little bit of like a, a flash forward scene so mm-hmm. hey it's all connected man I'm learning a lot of history from my video games I, 
but I mean, I think it's really, it is a really fun way of looking at history, which is like, I guess we're just doing a history podcast. Like, welcome, welcome to Hardcore History. I'm yeah. drunk. Um, <laughs> and I'm the drunk one. I'm the drunk one. Did we say welcome to Scorchus today? You said it as like a joke, so it counted. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, like, uh, history is so fucking exciting, and it's so much cooler than people give it credit for, mm-hmm. precisely because it's extremely fucking messy. It's so messy. Um, I got I got into, I got into a Wikipedia um, hole about um, these people called the 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 Banu what are their names Banu Hassan yeah I think is their name oh Banu Kasi sorry who is like a small kingdom that was deputized by the Umayyads to run a part of Basque country but who kept on fucking fighting against the Umayyads and against all the Christians. It's so fucking crazy. Yeah. And like when you, when you look at history from like this top-down view of like, ooh, but if you look at it as individual decisions, um, and I swear this is going to go back to wine really quickly, but like everything's so much more complicated and so much messier than, than we give it credit for. I can tie this back to wine. Go. Because like, <clears throat> I've been thinking about this a lot because I have a friend who... Who I loved. And she's What's their name? What the she's fuck? She's very smart. Her name is Laura. And mm. she has uh, a PhD and a doctorate in different forms of therapy. She's a therapist. And she's um, she's like... She, she just like one of those people that like gets interested in something and like learns everything about it immediately. And you're like, mm-hmm. if I had a brain like that, like I wouldn't be as stupid as I am. It would be amazing. So she's decided cool. she's like interested in wine. And is getting into wine and talking to me about it, and so it's fascinating because she's she's at the beginning of this journey, and I know she's going to fucking figure it all out. But she keeps asking me questions that are, to me, as a person who's done, I'm not a fucking expert by any means, but who's been in this world for eight to ten years, are clearly like beginner questions. Where she says, <laughs> "Hey, do you have any cab cabernets you're really into?" Which is just like such a weird question for me to like deal with. Because like, tell her, no one likes Cabernet. Well, I was like, oh, I don't really like Cabernet. <laughs> but also, I can tell you, like, if you want to start with a Cabernet, that I can actually put my name on, like Matthiasen, Scribe, mm-hmm. maybe some people like this, where at least we're talking about organics and sustainabilities. But that's so far ahead of what she's even thinking about. And so, like, what I realized is that, like, wine has been actually dumbed like we think of wine as being this thing that is um so dense and so difficult to understand that people get intimidated by it which i think is Mm -hmm. true but at the same time there have been these series of dumbing downs of wine Mm -hmm. in order to help create it turn it into a product instead of an expression of agriculture yes and like this is i think like the struggle that is always happening that maybe this podcast is always happening and maybe today's topic is like an example of this where like when do we talk about wine as a product when do we talk about it as an expression of place and when do we talk about it as both do you know what it's, i mean it's really hard because it's hard like, and like because these are expressions of place sure are but they but also like are expressions of industry and expressions of history and expressions of uniformity at the same these, time these aren't vignerons in the way that we look at other winemakers they're just not they they make so much more wine mm-hmm. they have like they're not recipes, but we talk about these wines are barely fucking vintaged. Yes. Like, it's not the same. 
but that doesn't mean it's not good because I mean right. the, it's, the, the wine's accomplishing its aim I think but it is the, the more you know about something I think the more you have to be aware of like just these like, gray mark these gray like, like I don't fucking know yeah this isn't one you don't have to collect this wine it's not hard and there should be wine like that yes and this is the thing I think about sometimes to bring it back to natural wine because I think we we're often very hard on natural wine that is sort of doing this. Mm-hmm. There is this thing, and we've talked about it, where there's like the Natty Boy juice wine, right? Mm-hmm. And I think inherently you and I are both upset by it. Oh, of course. But there's a version of that which is good because it's what people are looking – it's what a certain – subsection of people are looking for and if you are a person who has just got off of their craft beer kick and are just starting to get into wine and, and like oh i'm into natural wine and I, you don't know this but you like stuff that with high va and you like stuff that are unfiltered and cloudy and messy and dirty like bad wine you want that though and how is that like is there a version of that becoming uniform and becoming perfected and becoming pro- produced in an industrialized way, how is that different from what happened here? It's not, and it's scary because, like, I mean, VA is a flaw, and it's become codified in chocolate. It became yes. codified in cider. It became in certain areas the flaw became the feature. I love how you you I like, rest my case. You, you paused for applause there. Now yeah. I'm just a simple country lawyer. But it seems to me that the flaw has become the feature. <laughs> uh, I felt good. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I felt good. That, I don't know what the, I said, but I liked it. You know, you're right. I mean, like, it's weird because something that I think I don't notice enough, if I'm if we're going to do a self-criticism session here. Yeah. We talk a lot about how the wine world's been colonized by uh, the Burgundian mindset. Mm-hmm. And I don't really interrogate how much I've been colonized by this. Whoa. Okay. And I see it when I come across, like, in the Malvasia episodes we do. Mm-hmm. I always notice it because I'm like, what the fuck is this? Malvasia is not is a concept. It's not real. Mm-hmm. Or, like, wines like these, which are just, like, it's a stupid little regional wine. It's fucking delicious with the food from the region. It's not putting on any airs. Yeah. But no one wants to know what the fucking site is. No one needs to know, but like the terroir is such a broader idea. Yeah. Like the terroir is large vineyards in like huge plots. It's not like the micro terroir. And part of my brain like sees that and says, Oh, okay, whatever. Yeah. It's lesser. But at the same time, this wine's doing its fucking job. Yep. And like who am I? I don't fucking make wine. I used to. But not good wine. This is an episode idea. I do want to buy some of the wine I worked on. Okay. Okay. Let's do that as a bonus. Yeah, let's do that as a bonus episode. I just don't want to call them because they're weird. <laughs> it's hard to believe that somewhere that you weren't is weird. But okay. Maybe you can call them. I'll call them Al. Okay. You want to call them right now? Kind of. No, let's not do that now. Let's not do that. Let's, let's not get too much technology. Worth of chocolate and... Two mezcal Negronis. I'm getting a little silly. You can tell them what you feel. <laughs> um, and like, I remember before the pandemic happened, mm-hmm. something that 
we were really into, I think, was the idea of like local wine has to make this comeback of mm-hmm. you have to just make regular fucking wine. Mm-hmm. Like people should be buying casks of wine, like and like putting it on draft. And this is like, okay, this is from the region. It makes it's pretty good. Yeah. And that's how we save wine in some ways. Yeah. And I say this, and like I still believe this, but I don't want to fucking drink that in the slightest. Right. And to your point, like, we've been sort of poisoned by the industry that we work in to believe that there is inherently at some point. That's also is, what my liver says. <laughs> there is an inherently good version of wine. Yeah. Or maybe a right version of wine, right? Like, And this is this argument about typicity whether typicity is real or not this is the mm-hmm. argument about terroir whether terroir is real or not this is the argument about whether mineral none of it is real i mean when you go and you eat at a a five-star restaurant yeah five stars damn that's a lot um and i don't know like at a certain point you're just consuming energy mm-hmm and yeah, fucking is delicious. And yeah, it's probably just because there's a lot of butter in it. And yeah, but or, or whatever it is. But like, you are always being influenced by the context of the moment. You're always being influenced by presentation. You're always being influenced by expectations. You're always being influenced by the history of everything you've ever eaten up until that moment. And it's hitting at the right time. Does that mean that like eating an incredible meal isn't real? No. But it does mean that, like, we have to break down the barriers of, like, only these fucking caviar-topped whatever are the things that matter and a fucking greasy hot dog doesn't. And and that's happened in food, but I don't know that that, that has happened as much in wine as it should. If I had the same kind of austerity in food as I do in wine, yeah. I would eat, like, nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, yeah, like yeah. I mean, like, the wine, like... like I think you and I both drink really similar wines. I mean, you occasionally drink like California nonsense, but mm. like I like California gen- nonsense. I know you do. I hate this about you, but we 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 drink like we try to drink like a very artisanal wine, like wine that someone's making a statement is basically my barrier to entry for most wine, wine I drink. Wine where like I remember when I bought it, and I'm like making an agreement to myself that it's okay to drink it. Yes, every 100%. time I fucking and that's a hard way to live. When I just it need sucks. a bottle of wine every night, it's like, oh, what? Well, which promise to myself am I going to break tonight? Which yeah, which child do I sacrifice? <laughs> but this is my point: is like I have no problem consuming a greasy cheeseburger on the side of a highway. No, and in holding that in the same esteem as a meal at name a good restaurant. Winson. <laughs> or any or like I don't know, like I've never been to like Madison Park or per se, but like that. Like and and honestly, Anthony Rodin did this shit, right? Like other people did too, but like that was the in the greater consciousness, like that's when that kind of that wall started breaking down. And then Do you, you really had like the peaked what? already? I don't know, we might have peaked. I mean we're talking about Anthony Bourdain and greasy cheeseburgers. I don't know what's happening. We accidentally did a second episode on something we've done already. But it's chocolatey. And like the reason why we didn't remember is because we got really drunk that day. Well, it's happening. Are we going to do this again? 
Yeah. Oh, a third chocolate episode. <laughs> two years of like, what if we did a chocolate episode? That could be Ooh, interesting. Ooh, chocolina. Everybody, chocolina. <laughs> Let's give him something to chocolina about. Yes, indeed. Um, I don't know. Do you see my point? Like, I think this is the thing that I'm always. We're so much more precious about wine than we are about any fucking thing else. Yeah. Because TV like, shows, even like I, I like good TV shows. I also like fucking garbage. Yes. When I want garbage. Like, that's okay. I want someone to try to make garbage wine and be okay with it. Yeah. And, like, I don't, like, I know that Zach from Leeds and Buffel is going to send a DM about this when he hears (laughs) it in seven months. Like, actually, that's me. And that's not you, bitch. You're making art. Yeah. Like, it's going to be someone we don't know because that's the point. You don't know who makes your, your bad hamburger. Right. Right. It's true. Or it's someone who doesn't know that they're making something good. If it's someone who's just been doing it for so long, they're like, I just make my fucking wine. I don't know. If you like it, you like it, I guess. It's just what it is. It's so hard to drink wine with my my fucking family because I'm like, oh, this means this thing. This is a wine that has like X, Y, Z. And they're just like, okay, I'll have a glass. I'm like, but you don't understand. Yeah. And this is what I'm getting at with my friend texting me about wine. It's like, how... Does your friend want to text me about wine? Sure. How do I explain that? How do I say to you, well, I don't really like Cabernet? That must seem insane to her. Because it's delicious. It's straight up really tasty. And and it is. And it's also like when you're just learning about wine, all you really know are like Cabernet, Merlot, Sauvignon Mm -hmm. Blanc, Chardonnay, Eat Hot Chip, and Lye. Yeah, but I love Merlot and eat hot chip and lie. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like to, for me to say like I don't really drink a lot of one of only five grapes that exist is sort of mm-hmm. what she thinks I'm saying, which isn't I know isn't true. But like, there's maybe it's my own brain chemistry problem. Mm-hmm. But like, I'm always like, how, what, where do I cut off the truth of myself to explain to you? I love that. What I mean to say. Right? Whenever anybody who does not work in the wine industry yes. asks me about wine, I'm like, "How Where, much am I going to like? D- how much what am I going to hide? Cut off? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, uh, it's impossible." When someone's like, "Hey, can you help me find a good bottle of wine?" I'm like, you no. spend thirty five more dollars. Yeah. <laughs> Starting point, but oh, don't spend the wrong thirty-five more dollars. Don't spend thirty-five dollars in new world producers you haven't heard of, because that's just a, that's a scam. Yes, don't. <laughs> that's just oak. I yeah. can get you an oak tree if you want. Yeah, you can put a tree. The tree will keep growing every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's a stupid problem and an unimportant mm-hmm. one ultimately, but it's one that I come across all the time. But. We have more listeners every week, and we keep making more money. I don't think we've peaked yet. Do you think that they've like? Do you think they're listening? And like they're going back in the. I have archives a theory. Like, no, no, no. I have a theory about this. I don't think we have the same listeners that we did at the beginning. I think we're cycling through a new batch every so often. People are well, like, our, "Oh, our this friends, is an interesting." Our friends then, don't listen anymore. After like, clearly, and like after thirty episodes, people are like, "Okay, yeah, I, I get the bit." And then they stop listening. But then like, <laughs> new people kind of fill their spot. 
So it seems like we're growing, but honestly, I think we're almost losing as fast as we're gaining. <laughs> I, I hate what you're doing, dude. Don't. Um, no, it's true though. Like when we decided to make a wine podcast, we know what we we're getting into. We knew that there is a limited amount of listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will say that this is, a, I think, a common thing for pod. Like, I mean, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and like this is something that people talk about a lot, which is like. Oh, yeah, like your first fans don't stay. Yeah. Because like, you listen to 100 episodes of somebody talking. Yeah. Even if they're saying really wonderful... You guys are allowed to stop listening to us. You're not allowed to cancel your Patreon. You guys can start doing a podcast with Gabe if you want. I'll, I'm okay with it. I know. You have needs. I don't want to start a podcast with Gabe. We have to bleep his name out every time we say it, so we got to stop doing, doing it. it. We're not doing it. Can we talk about these two wines for ten minutes? Let's let's let, let's get into the wine criticism part of this episode. Hey, man, I really respect you, and I'm really um, this dumb project we've done, if I may. Yeah, I'm you really may. honored and proud of. Oh. Um, and I do think that the way that you and I look at wine is something very special, because I think we have our brains are broken in the right way. Yeah. That we are very suspicious. And I, I, thank you. I agree with you. <clears throat> and the reason I'm there sorry. are moments when and, I... Um, actually, if you are suspicious about wine as well, you should go to casper.com backslash Discorgeous, <laughs> and you can get yourself a queen-size mattress for 20% off. We just okay, sorry. Them. I had to do that. that the addery was, was contractually obligated. Um, well, now what I was going to say is stupid. Say it. It's I was all stupid. Say that when you there are moments when you meet someone in wine, and their brain is just broken a little bit the way like when we met Miguel. Oh God, yes. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, your brain also, and he's we sent so many Bowsette but... memes. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. It's true. I... But we're like, oh shit! Like you know a lot about wine. You care a lot about wine, but you also do not hold any any single wine. To be so important that it cannot be questioned, mm-hmm. which I think is important. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. everything is questionable. Yes, one hundred percent. Um, I'm gonna say if you're starting a, a hip young uh, a Zoomer wine podcast and you want one of us to be a guest on it, we'll do it. Yeah, that'd be cool. I that sounds actually I, that sounds like really fun to be like the old man up. So like, well, I was your age. I can afford Cherubla. <laughs> I did not I've have sexual relations with that woman. Burgundies in my life. <laughs> um, okay, so just talking about these two wines because I do think they're drastically different. And they're so fun. Going back and forth between them, the Gainsa, which I'm sure we're mm-hmm. mispronouncing, the Gainsa, Florida, and is... I imagine this has to do with the ten percent Crispin saying mm-hmm. has um, a richness and like that pear apple thing mm-hmm. happening that is actually to me surprising for chocolatey. Like there's more body to this than kind of your typical chocolate I would expect. You know, why advocates said the fruit. same thing. Really? They said that they would they would like to have a little bit less RS on it. Fuck them. That's dumb. That's wrong. It is wrong. Um, 99 points, Kevin Advocate. Wow. I'm advocating for Kevin right now. <laughs> I'm also drinking it out of my quarantine birthday 2020 glass. So, Oh, my God. Um. But then when you go to the Reventus, to me is a is like a more classic, um, like more austere, mm-hmm. tight, focused expression. Mm-hmm. 
and but then like has that kind of like wisp of like a cab franc rosé kind mm-hmm. of thing happening as well they're very fucking different from each they're other they're very different the, 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 you can see them like but you can see them working the same foods almost mm-hmm. like neither of these wines is going to prevent you from eating a metric fuck ton of uh, seafood it's the same tent poles but it's a different tent whoa man i love what you're saying thank you I don't even know if that works, but it makes it, it sounds good to me. Well, it's the same shape, you know what I mean? But it's like the colors and the designs are a little bit different mm-hmm. draped over them. But you're still like salinity, you're still brightness, you're still minerality, whatever the fuck that means, um, VA. Sulfur. Apparently it's sulfur. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe a little bit of RS in the first one, too, um, which maybe there, there isn't in the Rementis, but... Um, but more or less the same kind. Of, you're you're working with the same clay, right? But like you're just yes. kind of sculpting something different from them. So it's like, let's say you're a small province in um, in uh, the Iberian Peninsula mm-hmm. in the, in I don't know, uh, ten hundred in like one thousand A.D. Yeah, your current ki- your current ruler is a is a Berber um, from North Africa, and that's the elephant guy, right? Y- yes, that's the elephant guy. His name's his name is like it's almost literally Muhammad Ali been 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 Ali, there ba, 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 been there done that <laughs> and then the next day you're you know like the 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 Castilians come in they take over and it's like Alfonso de la Riviera de la Quad and your life doesn't fucking change at all yeah that's what these chocolates are yeah like no. they're they're completely different. But they're exactly the fucking same. Yes. And this is fascinating. Like, this is these kind of stories in Spain where there's the pockets where they're like, all right, well, I guess that guy's the king now. Like, whatever. We're still doing our thing. They're letting us hang out by this coast. Like, we're fine. I don't know. It, that's that's cool to me. It's weird. At one point, there were so many converts to Islam in Spain that the, the caliph was trying to stop it because um, you can't tax Muslims. Uh-huh. There's the jizya, which is the tax you pay. Um, it's funny. It's very funny. I'm giving you permission to laugh at the phrase jizya, <laughs> um, which is you you pay that for the dimi, which is the the people the the the, the not Muslims who you, you control. Uh-huh. And the tax base was getting so fucked up because so many people had converted to Islam, and then they were all gone in 1492. It's insane. Wow. Like. like I know the Middle Ages, like, I know scholarship about the Middle Ages is entirely like, yo, this was actually really compelling and really interesting. Yeah. But especially in Spain, it's just like, everything changed every single fucking year. Yeah. And, but at the same time, it didn't fucking change. Like, if you were a peasant, it did not fucking matter. Yes. Like, and okay. Kind of like, oh, should I say it? What? Should I say it? Though? Do you know about the crypto Jews? Is that what you're going to say? No, We're talking no, about the crypto no, Jews? God, no, I'm not talking about crypto Jews. I'm just saying, is it sort of like changing from Trump to Biden? Oh, my God. Oh. Oh, my God. He did it. Folks, he did oh. it. Damn. I did politics. I just want to say the my favorite crypto Jew fact, of which there are many, uh-huh. is that there's a huge population of crypto Jews in New Mexico because they knew it was time to leave Spain. Because the, the Spanish were killing them, but their descendants forgot that they were Jewish immigrants. So, up until the invention of television, there was a huge population of people who identified as Catholic 
living in New Mexico who were like waving, who had like all these menorahs and were like celebrating Jewish holidays. And they just didn't have connection to the outside world to know. It's so fucking cool. And then, of course, when TV came, they're like, Uh, oh, fuck, that's not what everyone else does? (laughs) Whoops. (laughs) Like, like, Spain is so, and if Spain is this confusing and interesting, Mm -hmm. I gotta imagine everywhere fucking else is. That's absolutely true. Which is weird because we could not find this in Germany. I have a very good reason why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank God that's over. But we had this. This is exciting because we had this in Italy. Mm -hmm. We had this excitement. We had this rub of culture, of history, Mm -hmm. of 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 evil and good, Mm -hmm. and like and like then wine coming through it. But like (laughs) in Germany. Something happened. And then, but now we're in Spain, and like there is a lot to talk about here mm-hmm. because Spain has its own fascist problems, mm-hmm. no doubt. Um, I gotta tell you, there's a great solution to fascist problems. Yeah. And you don't want to get the bleep button ready. Mm-hmm. A war. Well, well I, that, that, <laughs> let's see, what time is it right now? It's 9 45 p.m. Let's cut that part. <laughs> I'm gonna make a note just real quick. All right, that was it. One hour and one minute. Just cut the phrase. One hour and one minute. Cut. Camp. Okay. I've now had that written on a yellow legal pad. Okay. And we're back. (laughs) (laughs) So we can just probably cut it when I say I have a solution to fascism. And I think people will get what we just spent three minutes talking Mm -hmm. about. That's a good old fashioned joke for us. I like that. I like our podcast. I listen to old episodes. I can't listen to current episodes because I yeah. remember them. Yeah, yeah. But like old episodes, I'm like, wow, I'm learning such cool things about wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Um, the rosé is really compelling. Yeah. It's funny because like, everything about this wine and everything I know about wine tells me this wine's not hard to find. So it's Actually, hard for me to treat it like it's special. This wine, this specific wine, was for a long time allocated, and this, God, should I spill this tea or not? Like it's allocated, I don't sell this but anymore. not in the same way that like, like Lapierre Morgon's allocated. It was allocated in a way that there, there really wasn't enough of it for a long time for how much people wanted it because the issue to this is it's it was priced at fifteen dollars a bottle, which means. You can pour this by the glass, and if you pour this by the glass, you go through, I don't know, a hundred cases a summer, easy. If you're if you have a patio, like it's stupid. Like I mean, and mm-hmm. this is like how the sausage is made, bullshit. But the problem is they did not make enough wine for that. But it became an allocated product, and what happened, which I think happens with allocated products a lot, is it allocated itself out of relevance, and then yeah. the, all of a sudden there was a glut. There was a glut, not because more was made, but because people assumed they couldn't get it mm-hmm. and stopped trying. And all of a sudden, yes. we had too much of it. Now, it, it eventually fixed itself again, and now I no longer sell it. But like, this is what I think is very fascinating with when people play the allocation game. is like Something is only allocated until it's not. Mm-hmm. Allocation isn't true if no one wants it. It doesn't matter if you only have 30 cases if only five people want it and they all only want one case. It's a, this it's is a the very, art of the deal, baby. 
you gotta you gotta make money to sell money. Mm-hmm. You gotta make money to sell money. Yeah. Um, like all, um, especially this year, uh, a lot of my allocations have become like question marks. Mm-hmm. Which is because like because of weird things that happened mm-hmm. in the world that I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. Like maybe restaurants dying. So I talked to my ex today. Um, wow. Really? And it was weird. It was nice. I mean, we talk sometimes. Huh. Um, she was on the podcast once. Her name is, I'm trying to think of a funny joke, Pascaline the Peltier. Um, <laughs> uh, and, but like, we, we, we talked a lot about, um, why, I'm sorry, I just lost my turn of thought here. What were we talking about? Allocations? How did I get to this? <laughs> Things are only allocated until they're not. Yeah, we, 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 we talked a lot about I don't remember how I got here. This is this is very embarrassing. I'm just bragging. Hey, guess who talked to their ex today? I'm healthy, bitch. <laughs> I have no idea what I was getting at. Wow. Um Me, the greatest improver in the wine world, stumped. <laughs> Yes, and well, what did you guys talk about? <laughs> How fucked up this year's been? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And just like how much everyone is like reeling, and how there's been like I've had a very bad year, and I think a lot mm-hmm. of people have. But like, there's so many people who've had very bad years and haven't had the time to even think about it. Mm-hmm. And you see these unmedicated sad people mm-hmm. who've just like. It's been hard to acknowledge having a bad year because this has been the worst year of everybody's life. Right. And it's the only shared experience of my life since Princess Diana died. <laughs> what about 11? A lot of us thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I it's it's weird because like um there's this obvious reaction to like wow, 2020 the worst year ever because like 2021 may not be better. 2021's going to be infinitely worse. And I think there's a problem in like assigning blame to the year and not to the politicians. Decades or centuries of bad decisions that capitalism has led to. Mm-hmm. Um, but that all aside, yes, this has been the. I mean, this is this is the most recent year of increasingly bad years, and so it is the worst year. And it's hard because it's my worst year I've ever had and your worst year you've ever had, but it's not the worst year ever had because other people have it worse and have had it worse for longer. And so it's like this weird, um, I don't know, maybe it's our Catholicism, but like every time I think about how bad this year has Mm -hmm. been, I'm immediately swept up in the guilt wave of like, well, you don't have it that fucking bad, which I don't like, I honestly do not, even though it's the worst year I've had, it's, fine it's i I could i've survived i'm here i have a stupid podcast people still it's a good podcast we drink wine like i can drink wine that is good like Mm -hmm. all these things i have had a fucking kid this year like who i I love more than anything in the world like good things still happened for wait more than the podcast it's questionable but up there i mean not as much oh so you've got your own gabe Yeah, I should have named him Gabe. He's gonna be so mad. I. <laughs> anyway, my point is like, everybody out there, if you're listening to this, your year did suck. You're not wrong. 
You're allowed mm-hmm. to acknowledge that your year sucked. We don't have to compare the suckiness of our years. We can drink two bottles of chocolate. You can. You can do that and then play Dr. Mario or something. Something stupid where it's just things falling from the sky and trying to organize them. It'll help your brain feel better because it's something you can control. And it's fun. And you'd sip more chocolate. And maybe you smoke a little weed outside and your partner is asleep and doesn't know you're getting high alone. That's okay. This is called self-care. And you it's deserve self-care it. to get high. Get in the bathtub. Get in the bathtub. Don't even put the water on. Just sit in it for a while. Think oh, about it. Turn the shower on. Sit in the bathtub. <laughs> do what you need to do. Send a text message to your dad, but just don't press the send button. Things are right hard. One. You're not crazy. That's all I'm saying. Things are hard. You're not crazy. And you're not bad at what you're doing. You just are living in the end times of capitalism. Did this episode go off the rails or go on the rails? This is this is a lot. We might be peaking right now. Okay. Question history. Question the motives of why people have tried to tell you a unified idea of European identity. Mm-hmm. Um, question people who uh, erased the entirety of the Middle Ages mm-hmm. from your, your understanding of history and why. Um, then question why you think wh- why the entire history of wine is limited to the last 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I'm trying to think a question, question, uh, question everything. X-Files. Do X-Files. Do X-Files to your life, Ooh, man. Rewatch X-Files in, from the beginning. That is self-care. That is. We should watch House. Episode. Dog, don't even fucking fuck with me about that. Last time I watched House was the most depressed I've ever been, except for now. I would watch House in a fucking heartbeat. It's a perfect show. It's a perfect show. Our bonus episode just be House Reviews. (laughs) I'm in. Oh, that would be so tight. You don't have to tell me twice. We just drink a bottle of chocolate and watch an episode of House and just talk about it. Mm -hmm. House. Welcome to House Talk. Um... I don't have anything else to say. No, this I think. is good. Um, to Vetsvan Todorov, The Conquest of America, it's the worst history book that's very good. The history is very bad, but the ideas are very good. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Chocoli? Chocolina, rather. Extremely good. Yes. And um, you know what? Sure, girls like it, but that's good. It's good for to make a wine that normal people like. And also, girls are know what good things are. Boys girls know like what, bad things. Boys like girls like good things. Boys like cars and money, bad which are bad things. The bad things and explosions. Well, I actually have been thinking about blowing things up again since Uh-oh. first time since I was a teenager. <laughs> you guys have all been really cool. Don't go to school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, well, this has been a good episode. I think we we did a great job doing chocolate for the second job. time. Um, listen to the first chocolate episode. Mm-hmm. I co-sign it. Yeah, and uh, Alaya, who's on the episode, fucking rules. I don't think she listens to the show anymore. But if she Absolutely does, does not listen to you the show. Will, I got to. I went and saw her when I was in Barcelona. We had a blast. We went to a the Picasso Museum. We had a bunch of tapas. This was a different world. This is like two years ago. Can you imagine like? Just seeing someone who you haven't like 
disgust seeing the idea of being in a different city and being like hey i'm in barcelona can you get here from asturias and she was like yeah i'll hop on a train what that could happen all Uh, i want to do is i want to take this fucking dog to the louvre that dog would love the louvre i want to show her the mona lisa and i'll say hey bitch this painting is one quarter as beautiful as your back legs. Wow. You are the most beautiful thing that's ever happened to this world, and I will die for you. And we're going to steal this painting right <laughs> now. <laughs> Thomas a Crown Affair 2. We're going to burn down this fucking museum because you're, so you're so much cuter than all of France. <laughs> uh, good work. Hey, namaste, bitch. Yeah. All right, well. um, Drink these wines. Patreon.com. One of the slashes. Do both and see what happens. Mm-hmm. This is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. The zine is coming out. Yep. Episode two or issue two. Episode. E- and uh, chocolate is what's for dinner. Apparently. Kevin, do you have any recommendations for our fans? Um, Just like generic recommendations. Gun to your head. You got three recommendations. Yeah. Moonbase 8 on Showtime is very good. Okay. It's Fred Armisen. Who I think maybe is canceled. canceled. He's but Tim Heidecker who canceled. is not canceled, and uh, John C. Riley who is not canceled. Okay, and cool. It's very good. Uh, it's funny. That's my only recommendation. Okay, cool. Um, I recommend you guys um, buy the most expensive wine you can possibly do, and buy many bottles, and just drink them every single fucking day. Yeah. Well, thank you. I love you all. I love you too. I love you. Oh, well, it's the first time we've ever said it on the podcast. But they knew. Okay, goodbye. They knew it was for them. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Leave meeting. Disgorgeous.